twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about a little radio from Kenwood with big specifications. We'll go over the features and specs and compare it with a few other radios in its class. We'll also review the Kenwood KVC-22 Compact Vehicle Charging Station and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialists. Kenwood introduced a new business radio to the market this year that is a lot different from the other business two-way radios in its product line. It's very small, very light, and it's very simple to operate. However, don't let the size fool you. This isn't just a tiny radio. Oh no. This tiny radio is definitely not a toy. No, this is a really great radio, the, the PKT-23. Now, we've done an episode where we reviewed this radio in the past, um, but um, we're going to go a little more in-depth on this radio today. We're going to talk about the specifications and do some comparisons of this radio to uh, some other similar radios. Um, the biggest benefit to this radio is the size. Yeah, I mean, you, it, can, you can put this in your pocket. Yeah, when we first heard about this radio, it was kind of advertised as a, a credit card size radio that would fit in a pocket. And um, no doubt about it, it, it lives up to that. Uh, I'm holding one right now. It's, it's very small, very light. Um, the PTT button on this model is on the front. Um, just because it's, it's so thin, it probably wouldn't uh, work very well on the side like you no, see in a lot of larger radios. Um, it, it's a really simple, easy-to-use radio. Um, there's not a lot of uh, complications. Um, it is a very durable radio and uh, pretty powerful for its size. Most of the radios that we see th that are this size um, or roughly this size uh, are 1 watt. Kenwood has 1.5 watts in this radio. Um, so uh, a little more power than you might expect, too. I believe they um, say that this radio should be used in uh, up to 250,000 square feet. I think that's right. Um, and uh, that's considerably larger than some of the, the one-watt competitors. Getting back to durability, um, this is an IP54 rated radio, which means it's uh, very dust and water resistant. It's not waterproof, submersible, but um, that IP5 number um, indicates that it, it can withstand being out in, in rain and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Just, just uh, don't drop it in a pool. You know, look at first look, it really doesn't look that durable. 
It, in fact, it, it really does kind of look sort of toyish as far as as far as how small and light it is. Well, you, when you look at a radio this size, you don't expect it to be um, able to withstand a, a, a lot uh, or take a beating. Yeah. But um, it definitely can. We hmm. do not get this radio back. We don't. We've had this radio since um, earlier this year. I'd say January, I believe, we got our first shipment. And... Um, the return rate has been extremely low on this model. Hmm. That's uh, that's actually a good uh, good sign, right? I mean, it it meets um, military uh, specifications, eight ten C D E F and G, which is the same um, specifications that you see um, higher end looking radios mm-hmm. meeting uh, radios like um, the Kenwood thirty four hundred two or um, the ICOM 4011, those radios meet the same mil specs as this radio. Well, the ports on this little radio are very well protected. Right. You, you notice that right away. There, the, there's a charge port and an accessory port on the very top of this radio, and, and you have sort of a rubberized cover mm-hmm. that um, go over those. So um, it, it's clear that they, they did that for waterproofing reasons. Another benefit to this radio, looking at the charge port here, is it's a micro USB type charger. I like that. I do too. So uh, in addition to being able to charge by sitting in a a charging cradle, you can also plug in a standard micro USB cable and charge it that way. So a lot of cell phones use the same type of charger. So um, that's a nice benefit. I've heard some folks buying the... Um, you can buy the little chargers for your cell phones that if you need a quick jump start on your phone, the, the little pocket chargers, they call them, you know, they've got a 3000 milliamp charging ca- uh, capability and they'll plug them into the top of those things. You know, if they're in the car or out on the road or whatever the case may be, they can plug that in and charge the, the right. uh, battery on that because the battery's internal on this. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's another thing. The battery it does not take a standard, um, what you'd consider a standard radio battery pack. This is more like a little cell phone size battery. Yeah, it's a very thin battery, and it connects inside the radio. There's a, a little wire that um, you have to kind of attach it to the radio board. That you can get into the the battery through the back of the radio, it comes off, and you can replace the battery that way. But it's it's a very small battery, kind of reminds me of a, a cordless phone battery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, but even the battery is in a, a sort of a waterproof sleeve um, kind of sleeve. Yeah, yeah, you can tell they they had uh, waterproofing in mind. Uh, There's a little clear plastic. Yeah, I don't know if you call it a sleeve or a uh, cover of some sort. I tell you, the more you look at this radio, um, the more you notice how well-built it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kenwood's not going to put their name on something that um, that wouldn't uh, withstand a beating. You know, they have a great reputation. They build great radios. They've they been do. doing it for a long time. They do. And uh, for them to just put their name on this, you know it's going to be a good quality radio. Yeah, their ham radios are, are well uh, are well-liked and, uh, yeah, they are, and if they can get a good reputation in that community, where um, yeah. you know people really um, take their equipment to the limits, so you know this is good. Now, 
the uh, the chassis quality is pretty good, um, but the display there's really no display on this radio. Uh, there's no display at all on this radio, and um, I think that's a, a size trade-off. Um, and you don't really need a display for what you're you're doing with this radio. Mm-hmm. They, they have made it easy to change channels with the there's up and down arrow buttons on the front of the radio, and um, there's a voice announce. So when you change channels, you'll hear. Um, the channel number being announced when you're changing channels. So that sort of removes the need for a display. And um, the menu is voice-driven as well. Now, it does have a multicolor LED on it, uh, which is is good for indicating what state the radio is in and uh, what's going on with the radio. Right. If you have a low battery, um, that type of thing, if you're receiving a a transmission or... um, transmitting you'll see the light indicate that but other than that there's really not a a whole lot to it on the chassis itself there's really not the biggest drawback to this radio if you ask me is the accessory connector Mm -hmm. unfortunately um, i believe that was a size trade-off as well normally kenwood uh, radios use a two-pin connector Mm -hmm. and um With this radio, it's a single 3.5 millimeter connector, and it's threaded. So if you have a fleet of Kenwood radios already and you have headsets, you're not going to be able to use them with this radio. Right, right. Well, we saw that with the the CLPs from Motorola as well. Exactly. Motorola is traditionally a two-pin connector on their business radios, and when they came out with the CLP radio, they changed the connector type on that as well. So. Yeah, once again, it's a size limitation. That's right. What about the audio quality on this radio? Uh, the audio quality um, I like a lot. The, the reception is very clear on the radio. It re- receives transmissions very well. Um, you don't get a lot of noise. The loudness on this radio is not the same, however, as what you would get on a larger radio, like a ProTalk radio. This radio has a 300-milliwatt speaker, Whereas you may see a 500 milliwatt or 800 milliwatt on a larger radio. Um, But that's probably a a size consideration as well. I would think it is. Um, Also, I think most of the customers that use this radio will be using it with an earpiece. I think so. This radio is really uh, focused on uh, retail market, the restaurant market, hospitality, where you're going to be interacting with customers. And in that type of situation, a headset is, is just, or an earpiece is a necessity because you don't want customers overhearing uh, radio chatter. Right. Um, but just having a speaker is kind of a nice benefit for this radio. This radio, and we'll talk about it in comparison to the CLP series later from Motorola, but um, those radios do not have a speaker at all. So it's not even an option to use those models without a headset. Whereas uh, with this radio, you can use it the way you would a traditional radio um, or with an earpiece. What about the price? The price is 144 even. So in comparison to other models in, in this area, this is a lower price radio. So if you go with this radio, um, you'll see it compares very favorably to the Motorola CLS and CLP series. But the price is less. This radio is also less by about $15 than um, the TK3230, mm-hmm. which is a model that's been around for a few years and is, is slightly larger. 
Now, this radio is currently available. It has been since uh, about January of this year, and uh, we've sold quite a few of them since then. We have. We have the- we've. Uh, it didn't take off as quickly as we we thought it would but it um it, it's gaining more popularity as the as the years come on and i think a lot of that has to do with um the accessory option they're still not where i'd like them to be you know with five or six different styles of he- you know earpieces or headsets for them they're they're currently at two but they're two of the more popular styles um they started off with just an earbud style um to begin with and then most more recently in the last month or so they've came out with a c-ring which seems to be the most popular um style for for all the manufacturers even i think that um having the proprietary the the new accessory connector style also is kind of held back the aftermarket accessory world i think uh it's not going to be too much longer before you start seeing a lot of the aftermarket accessory providers like XLT Communications mm-hmm. or um Rocket Science um come out with accessories that work with this radio. So uh once those guys are able to reproduce this connector, then you'll have a whole world of of headset options and that's probably going to make this radio an option for people that it um wasn't an option for before. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to interject something a little bit about radios and accessories in general. Um, I think, and this is just my uh, just my personal opinion, I think that if some of the radios were not so proprietary, they would sell more of them, just simply because of the availability of the accessories. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think that um, if they handled headsets and things that are commonly used um then that would be a big benefit and you kind of see them standardizing like with this radio right here with Mm -hmm. the micro usb port for charging um i know motorola has done that they've got a a usb type um charger they're not going with uh on radio usb yet Mm -hmm. um but some of their business radios support um, a usb style connector on the charging dock um the consumer grade radios are also going USB on the charging. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But um, to be able to plug your iPhone headset into one of these would that, that would, would be really nice. That could be a deal maker right there. I, I've noticed that you know as more and more of the Chinese radios start to flood the market, one thing that they are doing right is that they're kind of standardizing. A lot of them are following the Kenwood style, the two pin Kenwood style. Uh, headsets and that sort of thing, and if if that's really concern in the in the industry as far as as far as business radios are concerned, um, you know whether or not they're getting overtaken with with competition from from Chinese radios, that's one area that I think should be looked at because I think they could definitely. Well, I think it was smart of those manufacturers to go with a. Um standard connector like that because as as soon as a a new radio comes out there's immediately you know thousands of accessory options for it Mm -hmm. and you don't have to uh, wait on companies to come up with something new now i I can also see for a manufacturer like kenwood or motorola or icom um, it's uh, a big choice to make a switch like that because once you make a change now you're breaking compatibility with all of your current radios 
And it, it might be hard to get your existing customers to switch to the new model if they've already got headsets that work with their old radios. That's true. Well, one solution, one possible solution would be to make adapters for some of those other connectors. And that's been a big thing. And I don't want to get off that. That's a whole other show right there. Yeah, it is. We get questions all the time from people saying, oh, is, is there an adapter that will adapt a, a middling connector to a Motorola or a, you know, a, a Kenwood to, to a, a Vertex or something like that? And we get questions like that a lot. It may have been a smart move if uh, Kenwood, at the time of releasing this radio, had come out with an adapter that would maybe attach to the top of the radio that would um, make it accept their standard two-pin type mm -hmm. connector. But um, going with an iPhone-style headset would have drawbacks also because with two-way radios, you have to have a push-to-talk button to transmit, and, um, you know, those types of headsets don't really support that, so... That's true. There would be negatives to it as well, I guess. Well, they may come out with one yet. Who knows? Kenwood, if you're listening, it's something to think about. <laughs> anyway. There you go. Well, um, let's compare this radio to some of the other radios in its class. There are some others out there. Okay, I kind of placed this radio in uh, a class of uh, small business radios. Mm -hmm. And these small business radios are normally targeted, like I said earlier, to hospitality or retail, uh, restaurants, um, places where short-range communication is needed. Um, and uh, the, the competitors for this radio, I would say, are the Kenwood TK3230, mm -hmm. which was their previously their smallest radio. And um, this radio is even smaller. Now, it lacks the display that the 3230 has. But uh, it has the same power, and it's compatible right out of the box. It, it will work with the same frequencies that a 3230 has. So if you like what you see in the PKT-23, and you have 3230s now, you can start buying PKT-23s and add them to your fleet, and it'll be um, an easy transition. I think the speaker on the 3230 is a little bit uh, bigger as well. It is. It's a slightly larger radio, um, but... Um, not a whole lot of different. If you don't really need the display on the 3230. Or the two extra channels. The, the 3230 has six channels where this has four. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't really need those those two extra channels, Which then it's kind of a... Nine out of ten customers don't. They turn it on and go. One channel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, four channels is, is more than enough for, uh, I would say, 95% of uh, customers that this radio uh, would be uh, in the market then the uh, PKT-23 would be a, a good option. It would. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, looking at Motorola, they're the other manufacturer that's also making the, the radios in this class, and they have two series, the CLS series and the CLP series. The CLS series has been around for a while, and um, those radios are slightly larger and heavier than uh, the PKT-23, and they're slightly more expensive. There's the 1410, which is a four-channel radio, and the 1110, which is a one-channel radio. Mm -hmm. um, those radios have less power and less battery life than the PKT-23. Um, they're one watt, and they normally operate for around 12 hours on a full charge, whereas this radio will get up to 15 hours on a full charge. So if you're looking at the CLS series and you want to save money and get something very similar, the uh, PKT-23 may be a good option. Now, the CLS series has 
a display. Yeah. Uh, the CLS series also uses a, the standard Motorola connector, so there are a lot more accessory options for Motorola CLS series radios. I think the speaker's a little smaller in the CLS, though, I believe, isn't it? Uh, maybe it's about the same size, but uh, just from memory, I think it, it might be a little bit smaller. Uh, it may be. Um, I would um, consider loudness over size, though, and mm-hmm. and. I'm not going to knock the speaker on the CLS. They're they're uh, good quality radios. Good radios. They, they put out a, a very good volume. Well, they're very very popular. Uh, I I've been to a lot of retail stores and restaurants and seen people walking around with either the 1410 or the 1110. Right, right. And um, another difference in the way they're styled, the CLS series um, has a holster, so, which yeah. is sort of like a, a plastic. Um, thing that you would clip onto your belt and the radio slips into that the pkt 23 has a belt clip that can be screwed into the back of the radio so that may be a good or a bad thing depending on your use but just just uh, note that that is a difference but you know what you may not need a holster necessarily because this thing will fit in your shirt pocket yeah it will it, it will and so. this thing's less than four ounces it's three three point nine so um, I don't I don't know that you'd really need a holster for it really. No, you you probably wouldn't. Now the, the CLS isn't too bad either. I mean I've, I've got specs on it and let's see. The CLS series is four point six ounces. So you're talking mm-hmm. um, a little heavier, seven tenths of an ounce heavier, and it's a slightly larger radio. The the PKT twenty three is uh, one point eight inches wide. 3.3 inches tall without the antenna and eight tenths of an inch inch thick. Um, the CLS is two inches wide, 1.1 inches deep, and uh, 5.8 inches with the antenna. So it's probably four and a half without the antenna. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe an inch taller. Um, Things a little bit thinner, slightly though. wider and thicker. Is it? Think it's wider. It might, yeah, it's it wider. Be, it it's um, 1.8 versus 2, so mm-hmm. two-tenths of an inch wider. The CLS is a, a slightly larger radio, but, um, you know, it's close. Uh, when then, uh, Moving on to the... the well, then, then they have the CLP. That's yeah. a different... That's a different one entirely. I believe the CLP series is really what Kenwood had in mind when they came out with this radio. The 3230 matches up very well with the CLS series. If you're looking at the CLS, the 3230 mm-hmm. is more of a direct comparison. The CLP series, however, um, is Motorola's smallest series. And mm-hmm. the PKT23, uh, I believe, was an answer to that um, because it's a, a small radio, um, but... It's not as small as the CLP series, or it's not as light as the CLP series. Yeah, uh, I think the CLPs are, are thinner, um, but they are lighter considerably. And the other thing about the CLP is that, no, it does not have a uh, display either, but it does not have a speaker. Right. Um, that's the thing. Kenwood has added a speaker to the PKT-23, so if you like that option, the PKT-23 is a good answer. Um, as far as size, the CLP series is a little thinner. It's three-quarters of an inch thick instead of 
eight tenths of an inch thick. So <laughs> you're 0.05 of an inch thinner on the CLP series. But um, the CLP is also two inches wide instead of 1.8 and 3.5 inches tall instead of 3.3 inches tall. Keep in mind, Kenwood isn't factoring in the antenna right, when they right. give you that height yeah. number. So um, the CLP series has an internal antenna. So it's truly 3.5 inches. Uh, the PKT-23 is 3.3 inches for the radio only, but it's got a, an antenna that's probably inch and a half, two inches. But with an antenna comes the capability of maybe a little bit better range than Possibly. an internal antenna. Well, it's, it's a 1.5-watt radio versus a 1-watt radio anyway. So, um, so it may very well have better range. The CLP series suggests... Uh, it being used in areas up to 100,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, the PKT-23 suggests up to 250,000 square feet. Yeah, I think there's a big difference there. Well, uh, overall, uh, what do you think of this radio? I like what I've what I've seen with it so far. I was pretty excited about it when it came out. Um, I mean, my only complaint and complaints that i've heard is the accessory earpiece availability but i mm-hmm. you know people are understanding that it's uh, a, a fairly new radio and it takes time to to roll out uh, accessories for them but um like we said earlier i think as time goes on because we've actually started seeing with um one of the aftermarket companies that we deal with they just started releasing accessories for the clp um connectors mm-hmm. clps have been out a year and a half or so roughly um so it took them quite a while i think they're wanting to see how popular the radios are before they invest you know it makes sense all oh, right, right investing all that time and money and to uh, uh doing a new access uh, connector that makes perfect uh, sense um another thing i want to mention in comparing to the clp series is, is the price the the clps uh start at 199 for the one-channel model and 219 for the four-channel model, whereas this Kenwood is 144. Um, but when you're looking at that, you also have to take into consideration that the CLPs include a headset. Yeah. So um, that is a I don't know 25 30 dollar um, accessory. So factor that in when you're making your price comparison. But still, the the Kenwood um, isn't looking bad at all. No. No, it still comes out even if you buy an ear, you know, one of the Kenwood earpieces with it, you're still coming at about fifteen, twenty dollars cheaper than the one channel CLP radio. That's right. And we forgot to mention what exactly does it come? It comes with the radio, comes with the battery, uh, a belt clip, right? Yeah, belt clip, the, the charger, fast, the fast charger, charger yeah. uh, and power supply, yeah. and a two year warranty. Which is pretty good. And so if anyone does have any concerns about this little radio getting uh, busted up or not being able to take it, a two-year warranty should should uh, put aside those fears somewhat. Right. That's the same warranty that Kenwood has on their um, higher-end, you know, very large and yeah. uh, ProTalk line, the uh, 3402 radios like that. So uh, that shows Kenwood has a lot of faith in this radio. Right. Any other uh thoughts on this radio anything else that we we need to cover i don't think so um if you have any questions on it don't hesitate to give us a call all right well 
Coming up, we'll review the Kenwood KVC22 Compact Vehicle Charging Station. Does it keep our Kenwoods going while we're on site or on the go? We'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. Buy two-way radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy two-way radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show, and this week we're going to review a compact vehicle charging station from Kenwood, the KVC-22. We all have, with our cell phones, we all have a home charger generally, and and a, um, I know like myself and everybody else I know, we have something in our car to help charge our our batteries on the go as well. Kenwood came out with this compact vehicle charging station, the KVC-22. It's uh, I think it's long overdue. Um, basically, it's a, uh, a DC-powered uh, cable that plugs into your, your KSC-35 um, charging cradle. Um, has all the mounting hardware that you need. You know, so a lot of folks are carrying these in their vans or their cars um, or working you know, sometimes 18-hour shifts or whatever on the road, and they need something that's going to charge their uh, charge their battery up. It's compatible with all the Kenwood radios that use that KSC35 single-unit desktop charger with the KNB45L lithium battery pack. So that's the TK2300s, the 3300s, the 2302s, the 3302s, and even the newer uh, lines, you know, the 2400s, 3400s, uh, 2402s, and 3402s. Now, this thing really is, it, it's about uh, basically four pieces and some hardware. That's right. Just to make sure everybody's clear on it, it's not the charger itself. It is a station uh, that's assembled together in the vehicle so that you can place the charger in I'd it. call it more like a mounting kit yeah, for yeah, a vehicle. Yeah, exactly. Kenwood calls it a vehicle charging station, but it's, it's a bracket that you can install somewhere in your vehicle, and that bracket holds um, like a cradle that you sit your radio charger in. And um, it is a kit because it comes with the DC charger that you can, instead of plugging the, the um, AC pack into the uh, back of the, the charger, you plug this DC cord in, right. and then you can uh, just plug it into your, your cigarette lighter or a 12-volt port in your vehicle. And yep. it has a safety bungee, and I, I take it that's to, to keep the radio um, holstered down or, or held down into the... Um, the port keep it from jumping around. Yeah, and, we and see that a lot with the uh, with 
some of the uh, aftermarket ones that we've sold in the past where it's basically to bungee that radio in and keep it in place so you hit a bump or take a turn at 80 miles an hour that radio will stay in that charger as we we all do yeah Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we talk to a lot of customers who need something like this and don't even know that it's available they are they aren't really looking for this product that's why we decided to highlight this on this show because it's the type of product that most people may just throw their radio on the seat of their car and and think oh i wish i had a charger that would work in here but um kenwood does make a product to uh, handle that and um, just be aware of it mm-hmm. it works really well it's a mounting kit for your vehicle comes with everything you need to to install it it has all the hardware the screws and, and everything uh so it looks like it's not too difficult to install uh that mounting bracket they have it looks like it's versatile enough to where you can uh configure it in a couple ways to to mount it where you need it in the vehicle yeah and and the cradle that holds the charger is also adjustable, so you can tilt it to make sure. Depend, it you know, it doesn't matter what angle the bracket is set at. Mm-hmm. You can adjust the the cradle so that your radio is flat. And these are uh, for the two, four, and five watt Kenwood Pro Talk series portable uh, two way radios. Now that that use the KNB forty five L. Yeah, they got to be the lithium yeah. battery. Right. But uh, this looks pretty sturdy, and uh, I was thinking that, uh, you know, a lot of ProTalk radios are used in, in, in various environments, but uh, I guess inside the vehicle, if they're taking them everywhere off-site, they would have to have a way to, to keep these things charged up. We talk to a, a lot of uh, customers that are in, um, I don't know, I'd say heavy-duty type professions, landscaping yeah, yeah. crews that, um, you know, are on the road all the time that need to stay in touch. Um would you that would be a perfect case for a, a ProTalk uh, TK3400 type radio and a vehicle charger. Construction crews, same thing. Uh, also, the uh, 3402 is a repeater-capable radio. So there you may have a, a base um, area and then someone mm-hmm. in a vehicle that, um, you know, goes all over the city. You could even install something like this on, like, a forklift or something if you've got uh, somebody that's running forklifts all day or, or – um lumber yards where they've got trucks that are driving around moving lumber and and things like that um i mean there's definitely a lot of different applications that could use this on a boat you know if you've got mm-hmm. uh using kenwood radios on a boat you could you, you know install something like this on the boat as well a forklift aspect is something i didn't think about so that's a good point um now i don't believe you even necessarily have to use this dc cable and think about uh, perhaps someone in a, a warehouse that has mm-hmm. a single radio that they don't want to sit it on the desk because they're doing other things on that desk. They could use a kit like this to mount the radio up higher yeah, as a holder. against as a wall a, yeah. or mm-hmm. um, a pole or something like that just to get the radio off of, of the surface. Oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah, on a pole like in a in a large department like a store, support or beam or something like yeah, that. Uh, sure, like in a large department store, where you can just set it on a mount it on one of the the uh, sport poles, and any employee that needs a radio can grab it, or any customer that wants to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's make them available to all the customers. Uh, yeah, the bungee's probably not going to protect you against theft. No, no, that, that's no, but. Uh, Still, I could see where it could have a, a lot of uses besides just just as a charging station. Right, right. It, it's a very, very useful kit. It's the Kenwood KVC-22. It's uh, 
And if you enter the promo code SHOW at checkout, you can save an additional 5% off this order. That's right. Yeah, that so. same promo code will save you 5% off the PKT23 as well. That's true. That's true. So there are some advantages, some cost savings to listening to the two-way radio show. We can, we can save you money uh, with this promo code. It's almost like we're paying people to listen. Yep. <laughs> I think we need to sometimes. <laughs> the check is in the mail. Uh, oh, okay. So uh, any other thoughts on this? Uh, would, would you say it's a, a cool little charging station, Anthony? It's a, it's a really good idea. I mean, it's, uh, like I said, I think it's long overdue. And I think if more people knew about it, they'd be a lot more, probably find out a lot more uses for it as well. You know? Yeah. Um, all the time we're hearing about people using things that, you know, products that in a um, not-so-traditional way that it was made for, and they found other uses for it, and we always listen and pass that on. All right. All right, well, uh, we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our first one comes from uh, H.D. Shooter. And uh, he wants to know about best radios for wedding photography. Uh, He says, looking to get recommendations on new radios for our needs. I'm a wedding photographer slash videographer currently using six Midland GXT1000 VP4 radios with the secret service style earpieces for communicating with my crew. We are normally at hotels with many floors and large banquet halls. At times the radios work great, but many times we have the following problems. Uh, We hear lots of chatter which is the biggest complaint. Even though we charge them, we turn them on. Sometimes the battery is dead, maybe faulty battery or weak life. Uh, Not durable, and when dropped, sometimes parts break off. And the Midland earpieces, although cheap at $10 each, don't last long and need to be replaced. Also, for my ears, they are not the most comfortable, but I really like how I don't feel like my head is underwater and I can still hear out of that ear. Uh, based on our needs, what are the best radios for us to purchase? Ideally, we just want something that is powerful with strong signal and could stay on for 16 hours without the battery dying. And that's from HD Shooter. Um, um, this uh, this gentleman needs to move up to a business quality radio, I believe. I would I would say so. I would say so. Um, and the radios that we talked about on this episode are actually. Um, ideal for what he's doing that mm-hmm. um kenwood pkt 23 would be a great choice um the tk3230 or even the motorola clp and cls series radios he, he should definitely look at those models and decide which one works best for him um, now being that he shoots at um hotels and that type of thing those are also very popular radios to be used by hotels Mm-hmm. So he's probably going to need to change the default frequency on whatever radio that, that he chooses to purchase, or he's going to end up with the same interference problem at some point down the line well, what that he's talking about now. What he's using right now are GMRS radios, which are, are fine in some cases, but um, when you're talking about uh, a lot of chatter on the radios, GMRS radios are used by millions of people everywhere, and, and there are going to be other people in hotels. I've taken my GXT 1050 
which is the uh, camo version of the 1000, to hotels a number of times. And we've used sure. them quite a bit uh, talking back and forth. So if I was one of those people chattering while you were downstairs uh, in the banquet hall uh, uh, do, shooting your uh, wedding, uh, I apologize. <laughs> we didn't know. <laughs> but, uh, but, but it's quite possible because there, there are a lot of them out there. So maybe rather than sticking with a GMRS radio, maybe it is time to move up to a business radio. Yeah, I, I think it is. The, the frequencies that are built into those models are business-exclusive frequencies, so you're not going to have a lot of interference mm-hmm. from you know thousands of people that may be staying at a, a large hotel or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are other options, too, if, if, if you don't want to go with a full business license. I mean, you can get a uh, you know, you can go with MERS radios or go with the, like the Motorola DTRs, which are, are 900 megahertz, and that, that will alleviate some of those. But those are all still uh, basically business, you know, used a lot more yeah. for business than for They're personal. They're also larger business. radios. I think yeah, he, they are. He, for um, a photography business, he's not going to need a, a extremely large radio because True. The, the range isn't going to, um, his range requirements aren't going to be that much. So a smaller radio would probably be the best thing for him. I I agree. Our next question comes from Craig. And he says, I have a pair of T8500 radios that I can't seem to get to work. They have plenty of power and all the settings match on both of them. I can't get any sound out of either one. They worked a few years ago and they've been in storage since then. Any ideas of something to try to get them to communicate? We would sure like to use them for fishing and hiking this fall. Thank you in advance for any help. And that's from Craig. Uh, it's, it's just really hard to say without looking at the radios. One thing to check would be the privacy code setting on the radio. Yeah, that's my first um, thought. Privacy codes be first. If you're not getting any – what I always check first is, is um, sound. You know, when you're pressing the buttons, is any sound coming out of that speaker? If sound's coming out, then you, you can eliminate the blown speaker idea. Right, if, it, if it's uh, beeping or something. Then you know, you, yeah. I mean, I've seen it before where, you know, you store some radios and, you know, the cones inside get dried out and they rip and they don't, won't produce any sound anymore or, or you know, they're blown. Um, but it sounds like you got a privacy code issue. If you've got sound out of it, it sounds like there's something on the tone. Mm-hmm. And you could be on the, the same channel for each radio but have a different privacy code and it would cause the same problem that he's reporting. Um, now, well, one thing that he didn't mention was um, he says they have plenty of power and all the settings match on both of them. But what we didn't say is if that power stays uh, stays consistently at a high level when he presses the push-to-talk button. It's possible he might have plenty of power when he turns the radio on, but when he presses the push-to-talk, the power drops, and that might be an indication that the batteries are... Yeah are dead and it's time to replace I've seen that a lot with uh, talk about radios. When your battery is, is uh, going, um, the radio power on fine. It may even report a full charge, but when you press the PTT, you lose power it just completely. drops it, yeah, because it can't handle the transmit. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah it, um, that is also very possible. So we have at least two possibles here, the privacy codes and the, the batteries. So I would check into both of those uh, since we don't have enough, enough information on on whether or not the power is is consistently pressed to the push to talk, it's hard to say, but that is another possibility. 
All right, well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buytwowayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, blueberry.com, or stream it directly from Stitcher. Uh, before we go, uh, anyone have any final comments? No, I don't think so. Uh, all right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoy. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. <laughs>